All right, good morning, you guys. Family Worship Sunday. It's been years since we've done this together. Kids, I'm so glad you guys are joining us this morning. Are you guys excited to be here? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Jameson. All right. Well, if you don't know me, uh, I am Pastor Brandon. Uh, Some of you guys probably know me better as that guy from small group, and I am also Kaya and Grayson's dad. Um, I want to tell you guys a little bit of a secret. I... I wrote this message especially for you guys. So I I hope the adults, I hope your parents like it too, but I wrote this mostly for you guys, so I hope you enjoy it, and I'm really excited about what we're going to do today because we are in the middle of our series, CBC at the Movies. We get to watch movies at the church. We get to eat popcorn and have candy. Uh, I have been pushing for an icy machine, but I don't don't think that's going to happen. That'd be nice, though. Um, But the very best part of this series The real reason why we do this is because we believe that there can be a connection between movies and faith, that we can learn a lot uh, about the Bible from movies at times. And so today we get to talk about a movie that's really fun, it's really exciting, it's hilarious, and this movie is called The Bad Guys. How many of you guys have seen this movie? Adults, you can raise your hands too. I know, I, 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 I care about you guys. Well, if you haven't seen this movie, this is basically a story about a group of bad, mean, selfish criminals. They lie, they cheat, they steal, they yell at each other, they don't share popsicles with each other. They are literally just bad guys. And so today we're going to learn the very important lesson about how we can get better at being bad. Does that sound good? No, right, okay, let's let's talk, should we talk about being good instead? Yeah, that's a good idea. Okay, let's do that. Okay, let's go ahead and just jump right into our first clip. This is basically the introduction to the movie, and we're going to meet our main characters, the bad guys. Let's watch. Guinea pig, huh? It's the Rolls Royce of rodents. Yeah, but it's still a rodent. You know what I mean? Don't mind us, just robbing this place. (laughs) Go bad or go home. Beer. A little bit closer. Oh, I know what it is. You're afraid because I'm the big bad wolf. Well, I'm not surprised. I am the villain in every story. Isn't that right, Mr. Snake? <laughs> yep. Say hello to Mr. Snake. Serpentine, safe cracking machine. Imagine Houdini, but with no arms. The kind of guy who'd tell you the glass is half empty, then steal it from you. He's also my best buddy. Today's his birthday. Not relevant. He's a sweetheart. You're a sweetheart. Well, look who's here. Took him long enough. Watch this. Three, two, one. And over here, 
is Miss Tarantula. Our in-house hacker, our pocket search engine, our traveling tech wizard, we call her Webs. Very slick, Web. I also took over the police dispatch, blurred their satellite imaging system, grounded their chopper, and one more thing. You did. I got a special delivery for... Ah! Please, buddy me! Please, buddy me! Happy birthday, <laughs> Mr. Grumpy Pants. I think I hate you. I was the construction worker. And this is Mr. Shark, master of disguise. Apex predator of a thousand faces. His greatest trick, stealing the Mona Lisa disguised as the Mona Lisa. Dig that. Watch it, Big Tuna. I'm trying to work here. Keep it cool, baby. The birthday should be chill. And rounding out the crew. Surprise! <laughs> is Mr. Piranha. He's a loose cannon with a short fuse, willing to scrap with anyone or anything. He's brave. He's fearless. Uh, who am I kidding? He's crazy. Uh, Piranha, did we forget something? What? The present! You know, oh, um, of course I didn't forget. You know you fart when you lie, right? What? No, I fart when I'm nervous. Yeah, nervous about lying. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, it in. Yeah, they're a bit eccentric, but when you're born us, you don't exactly win many popularity contests. Do I wish people didn't see us as monsters? Eight legs, eight times the cardio. Sure I do. What's up, Papa? But these are the cards we've been dealt, so we might as well play them. Jackpot! I just wanted a longer car chase. It's the best part. All right, so as you can see, these guys are pretty bad. A wolf, a snake, a shark, a tarantula, and a piranha. Pretty terrifying collection of animals, I think you'd agree. The only way this group could get any worse is if they added a cat. <laughs> but <laughs> Sorry, cat people. Just kidding, cats are great. But these guys are bad, they like being bad, they make being bad look kind of fun and cool. But what this movie is really about, the, the, the real thing that this movie is about is being good, what it means to be good. Now just for a second, I want you all to imagine something. This is gonna be really difficult, almost impossible, but I want you to try your best, okay? Imagine for a second, that I am a bad person. I know, I gasp, impossible. Now imagine that I'm bad, that I'm mean and evil, I do bad things, uh, I steal money from people, I get in fights with the police, I leave the toilet seat up, I am just bad to the bone. And so one day I come to you all and I say, hey listen, I think I wanna be good. I wanna be a good person. And you guys, you go to church and Sunday school, you have great Sunday school teachers, you read your Bible, so how can I become a good person? 
Now think for a second, you don't have to say it out loud, but, but what would you tell me? How can somebody become good, especially someone who's already bad? Now you might tell me like, hey, you can do this good thing, or, or maybe you should stop doing that bad thing, but how do we actually like become good on the inside for real? That's actually a pretty hard question, but it's one that all of us, kids, grown-ups, everyone has to answer because what the Bible tells us is that not that we're bad guys, but that we are all sinners, that there's a part of us that on the inside just doesn't want to do the right thing, doesn't want to obey God, doesn't want to help people. And so we all have to think about this, right? How do we become good people? How do we consistently, regularly do good, do the things God wants us to do? Well, that's kind of a question that this movie wants us to think about. What does it mean to actually be good? Well, after this scene, the bad guys, they get caught. The police catch them, and it looks like they're going to spend the rest of their lives in jail. But at the last second, this character, this guinea pig named Professor Marmalade, steps in. Now, Professor Marmalade is like a really good guy. He's like the goodest guy in the city. He believes that people can change. And so he makes a deal with the governor of the city, and he says, I can turn the bad guys into good guys. And so in this next scene, they begin this process of going good. Let's watch it. Oh, goody. Wow. Big and fancy. Rona's got taste. Okay. Huh? Almost makes me want to be cute. They say wow. experience is the best teacher, and they are wrong. I am. Good morning, students of goodness, and welcome to the first day of the rest of your best life. A giant butt! Huh? Uh, it's, it's not a butt. It's a lamp in the shape of the Love Crater meteorite. My greatest... I wonder whose butt it is. <gasps> Once again, it's not a butt. Thank you. It's a heart. Now, as I was saying... Why does it have cheeks? Shut up! What? I've never seen a heart with cheeks. <laughs> it's not a butt. It's not a butt! not a butt! Does he know what a butt is? As I was saying, on the outside, the five of you are villains, predators, remorseless sociopaths. Oh, stop. You're making me blush. But inside, there's a flower, the flower of goodness. And when it blooms and you feel that tingle of positivity radiating through your body, you're going to want to feel it all the time. So we're going for a tingle? Not any tingle. The tingle of goodness, which you'll feel in my state-of-the-art sharing laboratory. Okay, Mr. Snake, I'm going to give you a push-pop. Great! Push-pop just for me! No, to share. Why? Well, on a fundamental level, it's about putting someone else's needs ahead of your own. <laughs> oh, no! No way, Snake. Ah, all right, all right. This is gonna taste extra sweet. Cause I know how bad you want it. Pop me, please. Nope. Sucker. That's it. I'll teach you to share. 
I like sharing. It's yummy. Mm. Totally worth it. Well, that's terrifying. Let's try something simpler. A good person always pays attention to the needs of others. Now, here's a kindly, frail grandma. <laughs> Mr. Piranha, help grandma across the street. Sure, sure, sure. I'll do this all the time. Here you go, Mel. <laughs> oh, he is totally gonna blow it. What was that? What do you say? You think I can't <laughs> do this? <laughs> Maybe simpler? Hey, look, it's a cat stuck in a tree. It doesn't get much simpler than that. Now, what in this scenario would give you that good tingle? Eating it? This is why I always carry two pieces of bread with me. No, I want you to... Smack it. Skin it. Stab it. Saute. Sing to it. Save it. I want you to set in this off so obvious. I want you to save it. Oh, right, right. Here you go. Whoa, that cat is obviously defective. What is wrong with you? You're going to give it a heart attack. I'll handle this. What's up, Papa? What are you doing? So no big surprise, the bad guys are not so good at being good. But this scene also reminds us of a really simple but super important truth, that being good is really hard. Now, I suppose it's not that hard to walk an elderly grandma across the street. It's not that hard to get a kitten out of a tree. But really, being a good person is not easy because... It's about more than just doing good things, right? It's about actually being good on the inside and having a specific way of thinking. And in the beginning of the scene, Professor Marmalade explains kind of the essence of being good. He says, on a fundamental level, goodness is about putting someone else's needs above your own. Now, I think that's a pretty good definition. In fact, the Bible agrees with that statement almost entirely. The Apostle Paul says in Philippians 2, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. Now, that might sound pretty basic to some of you, but when you really think about it, when you think about what the professor and what Paul are talking about, it's really hard to do. Because it means that at the core of being good is being less selfish. Goodness and selfishness, just they can't go together. Now, probably a lot of you are thinking, hey, listen, I, I'm not selfish. I'm not a selfish person. I'm not, I'm not like that. But let's really think about this. Right? Think about Snake and this, this push-pop scene. I think this is actually one of the most important scenes in the movie, and we're going to come back to it later on in the message and in the movie. And it's funny, but there's something very real about Snake's failure. Right? Because Snake isn't just being a jerk. He's not just not sharing because he doesn't like Shark. There's a real challenge here. right? For Snake, it's like if I give Shark a push-pop, then I don't get a push pop, right? And I like push pops. I want a push pop. So what do I do? And he struggles with it. 
Now go ahead and put yourself in Snake's position and replace that push pop with something that you really want, something that you really care about, not just like a popsicle or some kind of food, but something that's really important to you. Right? Maybe you want to uh, be really popular at school. You want to have friends who like you. You want people to admire you. Maybe you want to get really good grades or, or do well in your sports. Adults, you know, right? Maybe you want to feel comfortable or safe or secure or happy. You want to provide for your family and you want whatever it takes to have those things. Those are all normal things to want. It's okay to want those things. But the challenge of goodness, just like for Snake in that push pop, is to say, I'm willing to give this thing up, this thing that I want so much, to meet the needs of somebody else so that someone else can be happy. See, what's hard about being good is that it requires that we be selfless. It takes sacrifice. Well, the movie continues, and the question now is, can the good guys overcome this selfishness and be good? And so they begin to make some progress, but they haven't fully bought into this idea of goodness. They still want to be bad guys, and so they go to this gala of goodness, this big event that Professor Marmalade is holding with plans to steal the golden dolphin once and for all, and we see Wolf and the others beginning to see the appeal of being good. So let's watch this next scene. What up? We are just moments away from Professor Marmalade's Gala for Goodness, where the legendary love crater meteorite will be on display for the first time ever. But what everyone is really buzzing about is the bad guys, whose heart-melting rescue video has made them an overnight viral sensation. All right, guys, this is the big one. The golden dolphin is inside a titanium case controlled by a randomly generated five-digit code, a code kept safe and secure inside a briefcase handcuffed to the chief of police. He's not messing around. The code is only accessible with her authorized fingerprint. Leave that to me. While Snake gets the code, Shark will secure the fake dolphin. I like the sound of that. Meanwhile, the rest of us plant circuit jammers. Allowing me to hack into the powder grid. At the end of the night, we toast the professor, blah, 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 yada, yada. And when I say marmalade, Lights go out, and we'll have exactly four seconds to make our move. The old switcheroo. Chief hands Marmalade, the fake dolphin. We get our pardon. Applause, applause. Exit stage right, and by the time they realize what happened... So long, suckers! We'll be driving off into the Sunset Legacy cemented. <laughs> Gotta hand it to you, buddy. You're a real artist. Well, good guys, this is it. Good luck out there. Remember, all eyes will be on you tonight, not me. <laughs> Friends, meet the good guys. Uh, this is different. Is this a prank? What's that sound? Like screaming, but not terrifying. All right, guys, let's, uh, let's mingle. It's crime time, baby. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Fake dog, fake dog. Hold my hand. Bingo. Mr. Shark, Mr. Mr. Shark. Is it true sharks can smell blood a mile away? What? No, that's freaky. (laughs) 
One step ahead. I think I've earned a tonic water. Put it in a fun glass, huh? Oh, nice. <gasps> oh, no. Surprise! You know, if I didn't know better, I'd think that you were avoiding me. Avoiding you? Why, why would I do that? Okay. But I have to say, I'm a little disappointed. I was hoping you were gonna ask me to dance. Get up on the floor, we're gonna be good tonight. Wanna get you feeling right? We're gonna be good tonight. We're a good group, guys. We're gonna be good tonight. I see. You lost the sheep's clothing. Yeah. Figured it was time I got comfortable in my own fur. I think I like the new year. Well, that makes two of us. We're all here to have a good, good time. It's raining money, all because of, I can't even believe I'm saying this, all because of the bad guys. So, how does it feel to have everyone not fear you for a change? It feels good. 
Real good. Diane. It belongs to you. that song. Ben, do you think we could close with that? Uh, you could pull it off. Uh, but this scene is important because it shows us that maybe Professor Marmalade's ideas about goodness aren't totally right. See, from the very beginning of the story, Professor Marmalade keeps talking about this tingle of goodness, this idea that being good feels good. We see this as Wolf's tail begins to wag. We see it in each uh, of the characters' reactions as they see people liking them and adoring them and clapping for them, that there maybe is some happiness in doing good things. And most importantly, as, as Professor Marmalade says, when you're good, you're loved. And one of the questions we have to wrestle with is, is this like the right motivation? Is this the reason why we should do good? Because it feels good. Can that actually produce change? Now, I think we would all agree that doing good things sometimes does feel good. There's a reward sometimes in joy and satisfaction when we treat others with kindness, when we, we do things that make somebody else happy. And so the point isn't that doing good shouldn't feel good. But ultimately, the problem is that this can't be the reason for doing good because ultimately it makes goodness still rooted in selfishness. It still kind of goes along with this idea that life and, and everything is about my own experience and my own feelings. The Bible says that true goodness and love is sacrificial, that it's focused not on how I feel, but on how others feel. And so once again, we're left with this question. This question we keep coming back to is, how can we be good when it's so hard? Well, after this scene, things kind of get a little crazy. I'm going to try to sum this up as simply as possible, but if you haven't seen the movie, you might be a little confused. But basically, Professor Marmalade turns out to be a bad guy. He's kind of evil. Uh, Profe uh, Governor Diane turns out to be the Crimson Paw, the greatest thief of all time who's turned good. Diane, uh, or the bad guys get framed for a crime they didn't commit. They're accused of stealing this, this giant love crater meteor, and they go to prison. But Diane rescues them and gives them a chance to stop the professor and finally actually be the good guys. And Wolf wants to change. Wolf is like, I, I want to do that. But the rest of the team uh, isn't ready for that change. And so in this next scene, we see both of the sides wrestling with kind of this decision about being good. Hey, you okay? No, I'm not okay. I'm very, very un-okay. Just left the only friends I have ever had. So what, am, what, the, what am I doing? I know this isn't easy. Leaving everything behind. Do you? Yeah. I was the best thief in the world. Fast, fearless, inventive. I just had one thing left to steal. The golden dolphin. So you went after it. I didn't just go after it. I had it. 
and a clear escape route. But all I saw in the end was the tricky fox that they always told me I was. It changed everything. So now, instead of hurting people, I'm helping them. <laughs> I'm still me. <laughs> I'm just me on the right side. You're doing the right thing. And someday your friends, if they're real friends, I think they'll understand. Now, come on, let's get inside. You look like you just busted out of a prison. <laughs> <laughs> Guinea pigs? Marmalade. Let's bounce. So this is the hideout of the Great Crimson Paw. <laughs> Snack break? Okay, oddly timed, but you do you. Identity verified. What? Welcome, Diane. It's so good to be home. Are you kidding me? Laser-sided zipline, the XM2400 radar jammer, no way. I actually prefer the earlier model. Agree to disagree. This stuff is nice, too. Ah! Yeah, that's a blowtorch. Also, not really your color. Ugh. Alrighty, Marmalade. What are you up to, you fuzzy little weirdo? We need eyes on the city. Let's see if we can't hack into the government surveillance satellite. But you're the governor, couldn't you just ask? Yeah, but the paperwork. I am definitely picking up on suspicious activity here. Those are guinea pig heat signatures. Marmalade seems to be controlling them. But to do what? They're no obvious targets. That's because they're moving targets. His charity fundraiser. He's gonna steal the money, raised in his own name? It's the greatest heist the world's ever seen. One billion dollars inside trucks on their way to charities all over the city. We need to cut off Marmalade's communication with his guinea pig army. If there's no signal... There's no heist. We, we have, have to, to steal, steal the meteorite. meteorite. That was very cute. All what right. We just did there. And on your big girl pants, we're gearing up. I wouldn't take that. Those things rip your pants right off. Huh. Try wearing clean underwear, just in case. What? You stole my car? Respect. Let's do this. Just do? 
What? My friend was sad. I was just cheering him up. You... You did a good thing. For me. Don't be ridiculous. I just put your needs before my own. Yeah, you're being good. I'm not. I was simply making a sacrifice so Shark could be happy. That is the actual definition of being good. Snake, you, the worst one of us, the most selfish, spiteful, terrible, sneaky, dishonest, manipulative, snake-like, stanky. And your point is? I think Wolf was right. Maybe we could be more than just scary villains. Oh, wow. Is this... is this wagging? We're, we're wagging! So I really love the contrast between these two push-pop scenes. The first one in the beginning of the movie, when Snake refuses to share, and this one, where he does share with Shark. And so you remember in the first scene, Snake is really only thinking about himself. It's hard for him to do good because really he's just thinking about wanting the push pop. But here in this second scene, he gives Shark the push pop. Not because he stops liking push pops, not because he stops thinking about what he wants, but something changes. Something is different about this scene. And the difference is, is that in this scene, he sees Shark in a different way. He sees him with compassion. That's a really important word. It's this idea that he cares about his friend. He cares about how he's feeling. He cares about Shark's sadness so much that it's almost like he forgets about what he wants. He forgets about his own desires, his own selfishness, because he becomes so focused on his friend. And in a way, this is one of the keys to growing in goodness. Now, how many of you guys, kiddos, have seen the, or have heard or read the parable of the Good Samaritan? Have you guys heard that one? Okay, well, in this story, there's a guy who's traveling from one city to another. He's traveling from uh, Jer Jerusalem to Jericho, and these robbers come, they steal his stuff, they take his clothes, and they beat him up pretty badly. And he's lying on the side of the road, and he is pretty much half dead. He's in bad shape. And there are three people who walk by this man. And Jesus says this, uh, verse 31 of Luke 10. A priest happened to be going down the same road. When he saw the man, he passed by the other side. He ignores him. So to a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came to the, where the man was. And when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. Now, I want to be careful here. I don't want to label good guys and bad guys in this story. But when Jesus tells the story, he's pretty clear. There's two guys who do the wrong thing and only one guy who does the right thing, this Samaritan. And one of the really interesting questions to think about, right, is why. Why does he stop? And why does Jesus tell this story? What does he want us to know about this Samaritan? And it turns out there's really only one thing Jesus tells us, one piece of information that clues us in to what makes this guy do the right thing, what makes him good. It tells us in verse 33, when he saw him, he took pity on him. Probably a better translation comes from the ESV, he had compassion. See, at the end of the day, he simply stopped, he saw the man, and he thought about his needs. He thought about how he was hurting. 
you can almost imagine him thinking to himself, man, that's really tough. Like, I, it hurts me that he's hurting. What can I do to help him? What can I do to make this guy feel better? And it's such a simple task, but this really kind of is what separates a lot of good choices from bad choices, loving choices from unloving choices. It's learning to see people with compassion. Because what's important about compassion is it may be one of the few things that can help us to deal with our selfishness. It's one of the few things that actually takes our eyes off of ourselves and allows us to focus on the needs of others. See, I'm going to be honest with you guys. As I walk through my day, as I go about my life normally, you know what I'm the most, you know what person I'm most interested in? It's me. You You know who I think about the most? Myself. You know who I want to make happy? A lot of the times, it's just me. And that's so easy. It doesn't take any work. But it takes effort to stop, to to actually take the time to look at people and choose compassion, to think about their struggles, to consider their needs. See, one of the things that we have to recognize is compassion, it's not a feeling. It's a decision. It's a choice that we make to see people in a certain way. And when we choose compassion, this is the one thing that makes goodness begin to come naturally. It makes it a much easier choice because, again, it takes our eyes off of ourselves. We have one more scene to watch that that helps us kind of understand how we can grow in compassion, continue to understand how to grow in goodness. Uh, Here's Snake. He ends up changing his mind. Even though his tail wags, he decides to go off with Professor Marmalade to do bad guy stuff. But despite his betrayal, Wolf and the team they feel like they need to go rescue him and stop Professor Marmalade. Let's watch. Chief! This better be good. Trust me, you don't want to miss this. <gasps> Look! Well, butter my crumpets. Can it be the bad guys are returning the meteorite? Perhaps this is the feel-good story we all need. Do you guys think they'll throw us a party? Yeah, with fireworks, piñatas, and cake. can't do this without him. He might be a Mr. Grumpy Pants. But he's our Mr. Grumpy Pants. Yeah. I'm starting to see why your friends dumped you. I don't have any friends. Snake! Snake! Wolf? Snake, come back! We need you, baby! And you need us! There you go again, making it personal. I'll give you one last chance to give me the meteorite. Oh, yeah? What you gonna do, Whiskers? This. What's <gasps> good? We've got adorable company. Ah, ah, ah. But I woke up 
this morning, this is not where I saw the day go. Let's dial this down a notch, huh? Besides, you'll never get him. He's too good a driver. Hmm. You're right. But now that I think of it, maybe it would be better to exploit his greatest weakness. Exactly. Wait. No! Hmm. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold it, hold it, hold it. <laughs> okay, okay. You win. You can have the space rock. Good boy, Wolf. Take the wheel. Not so fast. Pull him up first. Or I'll use this. Oh, come now. <laughs> Do it, or you'll lose the rock. If you insist. Cuddles. You want him? He's yours. should have been honest with you. I was afraid that if you knew I, I wanted to be good, that you'd act like a jerk and never talk to you again. <laughs> yeah. Point is, I... I... I yeah. I love you too, buddy. This, this is so beautiful. Do you know how beautiful this is, you guys? <laughs> now, now you're gonna make me cry. I know. So pathetic, right? Come on, guys. Who said it was the end? So the bad guys save the day, they become good, we have our happy ending. There's a moment I just kind of want to draw your attention to really quickly. So I think you can see the moment when Snake, the most evil of the group, the worst one, you can see the moment when he actually changes, when he decides he doesn't have to be selfish anymore. And it's this moment when he realizes that the team came back for him, where he realizes that someone cares about him enough to meet his needs. See, here's the reality. This is what we all have to accept. It's hard to be selfless when we're not sure if somebody is going to be there for us. 
It's hard to be good if there's a chance that the cost is going to be too high, that we might just give and give and help and help, and at the end of the day, we'll end up falling and nobody will be there for us. And see, the beauty of the gospel, the beauty of Jesus' invitation for us to be good is that we don't have to worry about that. Jesus doesn't just say, hey, go out, be good, be loving, be sacrificial, and see what happens. Let the chips fall where they may. Instead, he says, you can be good, you can be loving, you can be sacrificial because I am good, because I am love. 1 John 3 says, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. See, this call to be selfless, to be good, to be loving, it's never just about what we do. It's never just about a choice that we have to make. It's ultimately about understanding Jesus' love for us. It's understanding the love that he's shown us, how much he cares about us, this idea that Jesus has already proven beyond any shadow of a doubt that he loves us enough to meet our needs, no matter what it takes. That no matter what, he's going to do what he needs to do so that we can have what we need. See, in the cross, we have this proof, this proof beyond any shadow of a doubt that someone cares about you. Someone cares about you enough to go to the cross and die for you so that you could be happy and you could be good. And this really is the ultimate key to goodness. When we think about being good, when we think about being loving, when we think about being better people, it's not just about making the right choices. It's not about never making mistakes. It is ultimately about understanding Jesus' love for us and coming to know that we are safe, we are secure, we will always be cared for and loved. And then because of that great love, we can be free. We can be free to go out and love others, free to be compassionate, free to put others' needs above our own. We can be free to be the good people that we were created to be. Let's all pray together.